The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man, and then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, when you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, we encounter Jesus at a meal. This is a recurring pattern, it seems, in his ministry. And it's as if, not just that he's a person who likes food, who doesn't, but he sees the meal as a privileged context to do his teaching. So it's a moment of revelation, a revelation about God and especially about the kingdom of God. In the scenario we just read from today, Luke tells us that he has come to a meal first on the Sabbath day. So it's a very festive occasion, and it's in the home of a Pharisee. Now just sometimes we evoke this idea of Pharisees being notorious, hateful people who were just out to killed Jesus, that was a small, small percentage of them. For the most part, the Pharisees were very holy people, and they really worked in very specific ways to maintain the faith of the Israelites. And so 
it doesn't necessarily always mean there's a hostility going on here. But we are told that when he comes, they are watching him carefully. And they're watching him carefully because he's got a reputation for violating certain etiquette that was just accepted by the Jewish people at that time. Um, if there were an uh, Israelite Emily Post, she would have been very distressed at some of the things Jesus did. For example, at one meal prior to this, he allows the sinful woman to wash his feet and perfume them. I mean, this is just unheard of. It was a terrible scandal that he would allow a woman to come into this setting and touch him in such a sensuous way. Then we know of another occasion where he began to eat before performing the required ablutions with hands and pots and vessels and things like that. So these were all violations that unnerved the people who came to those dinners. So they're watching him carefully to see what's he going to do this time? Now there's a touch of humor and irony in this because although they're observing him carefully, he's observing them. And he notices that some of them are acting rather childish because they're scrambling to get to the places of honor the seats that would have been closest to the host. So given that, Jesus finds this to be a good catechetical moment. And so he tells them, when you're having a dinner, banquet, don't take the seats of honor. Go instead to the lowest places, just in case somebody more important than you has been invited and you're there at the head table, and then suddenly you get bounced. Great embarrassment for anyone. But there's still more going on there, I believe. I believe this isn't just about table etiquette. I believe Jesus is offering a revelation about the kingdom of God. And the revelation is who gets to come to it. Jesus says, when you have events like this, invite not your wealthy relatives and neighbors and friends. Go to the margins of the society. Bring in the lame and the blind and the poor and the crippled because they will not be able to repay you. But more significantly, these are the people who in some ways are closer to God because that's all they have. Marginalized, on the periphery of a society in danger of being shoved even farther into a void of non-existence, these people had only God and so relied and depended on God with their whole heart, soul, and being. That's why they're so privileged. Furthermore, the fact that they are the ones to be invited to banquets that are metaphors of the kingdom is a statement about the inclusivity of the kingdom, that it's open to all, all, even those that ordinarily would be excluded. This, of course, then reveals something about God. The God is not somebody who 
takes into account the distinctions that we make, or a God who follows the way we categorize and prioritize. God doesn't need our opinions on that. Why? Because he's the father of all. This is the father of the human race, so that all human beings are his sons and daughters, which is why we so fittingly pray shortly before communion, our father. The Father that has brought us together, the Father who feeds us with this heavenly bread, and a bread that is open to all who come here, to popes, peasants, saints and sinners, smart people, not so smart people, people who are wealthy, people who are poor. We're all here to share the same common food. And it's that which unites us, and it's that which gives us a foretaste of this kingdom of God that has come into our midst and that is working to its fulfillment somewhere in the future. So all of that having been said, the revelation Jesus gives is about this expansive kingdom of God that has been brought about by a father of the human race, but does not give us the license to dispense with all of the other, what do I want to say, amenities or etiquette that should go into those meals. I don't think Jesus is saying be sloppy about having your Eucharistic banquets. He may have brought a certain perspective to them and to who gets invited, but I don't think we should use or interpret that to mean that how we prepare for this and what we do in this isn't important, because it is. How we prepare, how we come to this, reveals how important it is in our lives and it reveals the respect that we have for our fellow worshipers. So, for example, it does matter how we come. And we're to come hungry. That's why we have that fast. Now, I know it's only an hour, and it certainly won't famish anybody, but the whole idea of the fast was to instill in the person a hunger not just for physical food, but ultimately for the spiritual food, which is what the Eucharist is. See, it's only hungry people that this will make sense to. The great spiritual writer Simone Weil once said, and she wasn't just talking about the Eucharist, she said, the danger in the human race is not that there is not enough bread. The danger is that lest by a lie, we think we are not hungry. That lest by a lie, we think we are not hungry. So the fast from food and drink is meant to instill in us a sense of hunger and desire for 
this heavenly food. It's also important how we come dressed. Now, I know that can be a delicate subject and nobody is being asked to dress in a tuxedo. But let's face it, we dress up for things that are important in our lives. And if this is important, we show that in our outward appearance. Louis Sullivan, the architect, used to say, form follows function. Form follows function. How we form, how we put ourselves out there, reveals what we're doing. It's also important that we make an effort to be on time. I know there can be all kinds of reasons why people are late, and that those can be legitimate. But the problem is sometimes those become habit-forming, and we start getting later and later and later. If we love the assembly we're coming to, we make an effort to be on time. And as important, if not more perhaps, we make an effort to stay to the end. I think it's, it's an affront to the banquet if people receive communion and then leave. Nobody would do that at a Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. If you ate your food and then picked up and left while everybody else is still eating, you would probably not get invited back. So it's a liturgical principle, but it reveals our sensitivity to one another and to what we understand this to be. And finally, when we're here, it matters what we do. So it's important that we sing, that we raise our voices in joyful song, that we recite the prayers, that we make the gestures, and that we take those moments of silence to let the Word of God get deep within us and speak a message that is personal to us. So all of those things that we do to either prepare for this banquet or to participate in it, show us how important it is to us. And in many ways, it complements the understanding that we heard in the second reading from the book of Hebrews. Exquisite passage. And if you were wondering what the author was speaking about, he was speaking about the Lord's Supper. That when we approach here, it is not out of fear, it's not some gloomy event, it's not a moment of darkness. He says, we have come to Mount Zion. We've come to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, where there are countless angels and festal gatherings, where there are the people who are assembled, who have been sprinkled by the blood of Christ, baptized into his body with God, the judge over all. In other words, when we're here, it's not just us in this room. When we gather to celebrate the Lord's Supper, this place fills up with angels and saints and all of those people in that assembly who have been brought into the body of Christ by Christ. And if we believe that, if we believe this, then we would do all that we can to make this the most important moment in our week. 
so that we can be transformed and then can help to go out and transform the world to make it the way God wants it to be.